I'm John Richards. Welcome to the Music That Matters podcast, and I am here with Kevin Cole, our afternoon show host. That's right. Excited to be here with you as we are going to try and uh, encapsulate uh, the whatever, 2010s? 2010s. You said it right. That's right. How do you want to start? Uh, We literally, a little behind the scenes uh, information here about this podcast. Kevin and I have been sitting in this room for 15 minutes trying to figure out how to start this podcast because it's a little different. And God is my witness, I'm staring at a list of our songs of the best of the decade, and the very first song is what, Kevin? It is Arcade Fire, ready to start. KXP's Music Matters podcast covering the best of the 2010s. Arcade Fire there, ready to start. That is from The Suburbs. Man, that was a great record. Well, they only put out great records, I think. And to have them be our 2010 representative of a very strong year 2010, Kevin. Yeah, big time. Uh, That album won a Grammy for Album of the Year. It won a Brit Award. It won uh, the Polaris Prize for Best Canadian uh, Album. we finally saw what happens when the Grammys gets it right. Uh... Most of the world freaked out and said, who is Arcade Fire? (laughs) So the Grammys never let that happen again. Well, oh, oh, never mind. But it was, for us, music geeks, it was like our buddies winning a big award. It was. It was cool. It was cool to see, especially a a band like that, that we were involved with right at the beginning. We did that broadcast from uh, CMJ. We did. The last time, I think, we were invited back to our uh, location where we did remotes, Arcade Fire were in there in a room where we may have broke some fire codes and some artwork may have come off the walls. Um, but I remember Kevin Cole um, booking them for our You Will Benefit at Numos um, club here in town that holds, I don't know what's Numos, 800 or whatever. Um, and around the station, people, you know, they trust us. Like, oh, uh, Arcade never heard Fire is your headliner for a big benefit for us. Yeah, that'll work. And it was kind of like a who are they? But, but we were both like, no, you don't. Yeah. Trust me on this one. Timing was perfect. We had yep. seen him about a month before. The reason that uh, the CMJ broadcast was so crowded was they suddenly became the yeah. it band, the buzz band, and like yep. every record label rep wanted to be there. Uh, but it was so cool. And uh, yeah, on that bill, uh, clap your hands, say yeah. Played yeah. that bill as well. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then Chuck Profit. Yeah. It was kind of Hell a, of a real, Yeah. Um, okay, so we're doing the best of the 2010s. Some uh, some of the songs are just going to be little clips because uh, we can't get rights for the full songs. Yeah, come on, some of the labels involved. Don't <laughs> give those out. So um, contact your local big label and tell them that's dumb. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, so we're going to be hitting some, uh, some songs that we love and play little bits, and we're going to be hitting some full-length songs, like this next one from LCD Sound System, and kind of like Arcade Fire. Anytime Arcade Fire or LCD Sound System put out a record, it is almost guaranteed to be our listeners' number one album of the year, number one or two. And we saw LCD Sound System um, break up and come back again uh, and sound as good as ever. Yeah, I know. Uh, This album was was fantastic. This is happening. It was their third full-length album, and uh, the song we're going to play is You Wanted a Hit, which in classic LCD Sound System uh, fashion is kind of a funny take with a lot of humor but some bluntness on uh, the pressures of having a hit. (laughs) 
That was Sharon Van Etten with Don't Do It. So I didn't, I love Sharon Van Etten. I didn't pick that one, though. I want to give props to who? Yeah, to Cheryl, Cheryl. Waters picked that one. And Cheryl's going to be with us today, but if you've uh, been listening to all the KXP, uh, Cheryl's been dealing with uh, her cancer treatments. She's doing great. Um, best you can do. Attitude's awesome. We just saw her the other day. Yeah, she really wanted to do this, uh, but uh, she's really taking care of herself as well, so she can be back on air in a couple weeks. And I know her love of Sharon Mitten is mutual. Sharon, also a big fan of Cheryl's and of KEXP's. And um, Cheryl said, I love all of her albums, but this is when I discovered her and my love affair with her music began with this record. Uh, so good. And um, Epic is the second studio album from Sharon Van Etten. The decade kind of uh, went out with some very powerful Sharon Van Etten That's right. as well. That's an artist we've been uh, championing for years. Another artist that we've championed uh, for years uh, that put out a great album in 2019 had a great album in 2010, The Chemical Brothers. Yeah, it's funny. Um, a lot of these artists that we're playing have uh, beginning and endings of this uh, decade we're celebrating. And uh, this one for me, this band, uh, I don't know, it's got to be probably in our top 10 or 20, probably most played bands or it's up there. I would say probably the station that plays them the most, uh, The Chemical Brothers. And uh, this one, I love this song. This for me was always... Um, one of my favorites because the simplicity of the lyrics. It's fall in love, there's nothing else. That was a little bit of Swoon, the Chemical Brothers, one of my favorite songs of the uh, the decade known as the 2010s. And I think when we look back, 2010 is going to be a very, it sounds weird, but it's going to be a very important year of music, I think. Yeah. Like you look back at certain years of music in your life, and this one for me, when I looked back, I didn't really look back at this as a specific year until we, we did the end of the, the uh, decade countdowns at KXP, and turns out a lot of my favorites came out in this year, and Chemical Brothers being one of them. Um, another one of my all-time favorite records and something that came out in 2010 and uh, we can't not play Frightened Rabbit uh, during this podcast as well. Um, we still grieve the death of our friend Scott Hutchison who passed away. Uh, Scott was on the station I don't multiple know, times. a dozen times uh, as Al John, as Frightened Rabbit. Um, he was considered family here at KXP. And I know those days, this decade, where he was missing – to the time when he passed was a brutal, when we look back and people may not remember, but there was a window of, I don't know what it even was, two or three days Yeah, that we weren't sure where he, where he was. Yeah. Yeah. A friend had sent out a tweet like, Hey, he's missing. We're looking for him. We're concerned about him. You know, it was interesting because Sinead O'Connor went through something like this. She was missing for a day or two and it turned out okay. You know, she was all right. Um, And I thought maybe, Maybe he's going to be okay. And you look back at the lyrics of some of those songs where he literally is singing about how he's going to commit his suicide yeah. off that bridge. And it's uh, it's so powerful. And for me, and it's such a great album title. I just love their titles too. Um, the winner of Mixed Drinks is incredible. And after we play that, I want to get to another one of my favorites. Now, Fanagram is a band near and dear to my heart. Uh, Sarah and Josh are great, great people. They've done so many things with KEXP as well benefits and they always say yes in studios one of their first sessions was on the morning show 
Uh, I was over in New York. A That's friend, right, at the a cutting fr- room, yeah, studios. a friend had seen Vanagram. Said you got to book these these guys. They're amazing. And I booked them based on some demos and just my friend saying, "Trust me on this one." And then uh, we had the session up there. And from there, Barsuk Records um, signed them um, and put out their record. And then later, they're on another label now. But uh, the people behind Barsuk manage. Yep. Fanagram. So it was this whole like family affair. Yeah, I, th- I think that's really cool, too, that uh, the Barsuk folks still manage him. Uh, you know, that's a show that they had a great relationship and respected them as they got bigger and bigger and they signed to Universal Records. Before we get to it, though, let's get to the loneliness and the scream from Frightener Rabbit on our best of the 2010s. Right here.
That was Fanagram, When I'm Small, from Eyelid Moves, one of my favorite albums and songs of the 2010s. And again, if you uh, if you love what you're hearing, you can go and sign up for all the Music It Matters podcasts. Clearly, uh, you support KXP at kxp.org. Kevin, in this decade, we saw phenomenal growth in our donations and people figuring out that this stuff, this doesn't happen unless you pay for it. Like exactly. It, you could take the free ride, but you could take it easy. See what I just did right there? I was quoting a song from earlier in our in our talk about uh, what's the movie was I talking about? <laughs> dazed oh, and confused. Dazed and confused. As you're dazed and confused. My friend Kevin Cole has not seen that movie. <laughs> I have not. And I I've said, lived it. And I said he lived it. He needs to see it right away. Um, so we are going through the best songs uh, we think of the last ten years, and I got a couple of quick clips of for me two of the best records to come out. No question of the decade. Of the decade, and for me, probably be in my top uh, 30 or 40, 20 or 30 records of all time. Um, coming up, M83, uh, Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. That record, to this day, Kevin, when I did my countdown of the most played albums in, in general last year, yep. this was on it. It's still. And this, every year is. In like the top 50-ish. Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it still gets a ton of player because there's so many songs that go from... Um, you know, the, the frog song that I yeah, call that, it, you that's know, an amazing little song. kid talking to the frog to the big hit that we're going to play midnight city to, uh, the opening track was Ola Jesus just called the, the opening, the outro, which has been used. It actually was used on the last episode, the last scene of Mr. Robot fun fact. I wow. was blown away by that. Um, but it's been used in many different things. And I found, I reef like discovered that song through the, the, the different, TVs and movies that use this song. That doesn't surprise me because they're so cinematic, yes. or M83R. And then my, the one we're going to play here, though, uh, this was my number one record of the decade, my most played record of the decade, my favorite album of a very strong year from 2010. I ran a report, too, of, uh, of the most played songs by all the DJs of the decade, most played albums, and this was in the top 10. Yeah, it, it, it was my number you, one. You played it all the time. I played it a lot. I gave it a lot of it. <laughs> Deer Hunter, if you're wondering what I'm talking about. And Halcyon Digest is a masterpiece. And uh, here's a little bit of Desire Lines. of the decade and uh, clips of M83 and Deer Hunter. But Kevin, I got to set this one up. This was on my list from 2011 as we move on to the next year. Uh, and I put down little talks from of Monsters of Men. But man, Mr. Iceland over here, Mr. Music Discovery, he is royalty over there. I'm telling you, travel with Kevin Cole to Reykjavik. 
He has a lifetime pass. I saw it at his house to the it's Airways true. Music Festival. <laughs> I was like, now. Kevin, is that a, a lifetime pass? The mayor like, gave it to me this year. It was so crazy. <laughs> I was like, I would be telling everyone about that. You just have it on your counter, you know, like to the side. Because it's, you know, that's Thursday for Kevin. Anyway, you have been amazing championing the music of that uh, incredible country. And wow, what a great story of Monsters of Men. Yeah, Monsters of Men, we, uh, we right before the, uh, the, the very first year we started broadcasting, doing the broadcast component, for two years prior to that, we sent a small crew, two people one year, three the next, two cameras, one uh, handheld mic, to record some sessions. And uh, of Monsters and Men, we got a tip on and we went over to their flat, basically yeah. uh, their apartment, and uh, they only had three songs. They really? I don't think I knew that. They only had three songs. They hadn't really played live yet. Um, and uh, we captured them doing a version of Little Talks. That was one of three songs they had. And uh, obviously incredibly talented and the songs were are great um but this song in particular and that recording of little talks was really the first time we produced anything that went viral that video went viral got over like a a half a million views which at that time was a big deal in a couple months to the extent that they got signed to a record label because of kexp's support because we got this video and it connected with our listeners and uh, for me, a real sense of pride, and you mentioned this in, er, in an earlier break, uh, that we wouldn't be able to do any of what we do without the support from listeners. And um, to be able to play such a, a vital role in a band's career where they get signed to a major label so their music is heard by people all over the world is really because of all of you listening right now that donate to KEXP. That's right. And don't forget, one of the things you want to see, too, is a band in their living room with only three songs. Now, if a Monsters of Men blow up and you have a video of them, that's great. But it's another thing when your donors and your listeners give you sort of the, uh, the okay to be wandering around Reykjavik, going into this living room, and capturing this band. That's a whole different thing. And there's something about the spirit to uh, that, that recording as well. When, when nothing's happened to this band yet. And you can see it as they're sitting around a, a, like a, a coffee table. You know, on a couch. You know, jammed between each other trying to perform. And it's, it's really magical. Here's a little bit of it. And when, when you're done with our podcast, go look at that video. <laughs> days, I can't even trust myself. It's Of Monsters and Men, the song is Little Talks. It's from their debut full-length, My Head is an Animal, one of the best albums of 2011. And Kevin, we were just talking about their session, and it occurred to us, uh, we're KXP and we have the session. We should probably just play it during this podcast. Let's do it. house 
Of Monsters and Men, Little Talks is a track. It's from one of the best albums of 2011, My Head is an Animal, as we are uh, featuring the best of the 2010s, the decade. Uh, another band that had an amazing debut that we were early on was Alt-J and the song Fits Pleasure. We're going to hear a bit of that in a sec. First, though, Grimes. And uh, Grimes put out an album in 2012, and it was her third album. She recorded the whole thing in her apartment over the course of three weeks on Apple's Garage Band. And there's a cool video story to this one, kind of like the Monsters and Men thing, where she came in to do a session and the record label had been like, no video, no video, you can't do videos, you can't do photos. A lot of times that kind of stuff happens and the artists have no idea, you know, it's management or whatever, right? So she's in and uh, we're like, do you mind if we film? And she's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. And she performed sitting on the floor uh, of the studio and she just had her equipment around her and uh, just created all this music and it was such a cool video and performance because you got to actually watch how the song was assembled how one single person can construct this beautiful song Pleasure from an awesome wave. A little clip of that too. Kev, I man, that record was everything in 2012. Do you remember that? Like, I mean, that doesn't see. I mean, it's not that many years ago, but I. I mean, that thing was big in our world. It was big in the music world, indie world. It and, was huge. I, I remember. I don't know if you had this uh, reaction, John, but when I first heard it, we knew nothing of the band. We uh, didn't know where they were from. Yeah. I, I did not think they were from the UK. Oh. I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were from Asia somewhere. I, like I was like, this is music I've never heard before. Yeah. Like this is a sound I don't know. Yeah, and that's what pulled me into it. Yeah, his vocals are so unique and weird and interesting. And yeah, and a little weird factoid that tra la la. I always thought that was like nonsense. But it references a character in a book called Last Exit to Brooklyn, which is where the inspiration for that song came from. And that character uh, was a, a sex worker named Tra-La-La. Of course it was. Tra-La-La-La. All right, moving on. Um, 2012 is the year we are in. Thank you, Grimes and Alt-J. Nothing screams 2012 more than them, except another band that we just lost our minds on. 
Um, and uh, Kev, this was on your list. And uh, you, you, for you, yeah, the song you picked, dead on. This thing, this is a monster on KXP as well. And for me, Parquet Courts kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, they totally did. And I, I remember we were at uh, South by Southwest. We were broadcasting live from a bike shop, Lance Armstrong's bike shop. It was like the weirdest environment you could possibly be in. And uh, we didn't really know this band. We were taking a chance. We'd heard a couple little bits of songs, and uh, they came out and blew our minds. Parquet Courts, uh, Light Up Gold was their debut, and uh, the song is Stoned and Starving.
All right, we're uh, talking about the best of 2010, and uh, I think anyone who listens to KXB knows Seattle music maybe is anticipating this next artist. Uh, artists. Um, and where do you even start with Macklemore and Ryan Lewis? I, um, the heist, I remember, I, I've told the story on the air, but, but uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis called me. Um, you know, we'd been playing them for, for the years they'd put music out, and they'd called me and said, hey, uh, so we finished our record. Um, we'd love to announce the title of it, and can we come in? And I said, no, and that's the end of the story. It was really, I made a mistake. No. Uh, I said, yeah, of course, guys. Yeah. Where? He goes, yeah, we've been up for like, I don't know, they've been up for 24 hours or something. And I was on the show. I said, well, okay, we'll drive over. And so they drove up to the station, and it's like, I don't know, eight in the morning, and no one's really there, and knock on the door, and we let them in, and they come on, and they announce, yeah, the album's called The Heist. And they're like, this is, uh, I think we played Can't Hold Us. <laughs> you know, you play it, and I immediately said, man, this thing's going to bomb. Now, again, I did not do that. <laughs> um, it was just, it, it, it was, wow. Yeah. You have taken a massive step, like what you were doing for sure, but whoa. This is uh, this is this is a big deal. I remember I DJed a gig not long after I had that song, and I put it on, and I watched everybody lose their minds. I mean, they just lost their, I mean, collective shit. It was just like everybody just like, it was like putting on a, a, a Michael Jackson song or like oh, a, you know sure. what I mean when you had a, it's a an Orders Blue Monday like you it's put it on filler. and people yep. just come out like zombies like I must dance to this and they were like lining up asking me what this was it's pretty cool when that happens with a song that uh, people haven't really haven't heard, heard before that never happens I had a, a really interesting experience around this record as well um, before it came out uh, they wanted to to play it for uh, for us um, and I don't think you were around so Cheryl and I met with the uh, with Ben, with Macklemore, and uh, went back into the tiny little production studio at Dexter and Denny. And I know you can relate to this. It's so awkward when you are in a room with somebody and they play you a song, like, here's my new song, and you sit there and listen to, like, the whole damn thing (laughs) (laughs) while you're looking at somebody. But what was really interesting about this one was... Macklemore was really uncomfortable. Like he wanted to do it. He was super psyched about sharing it, but he sat on the floor with his head down and his kind of hands over his head as Cheryl and I sat and listened to songs from the heist. And I remember he played um, Thrift Shop. And in my mind, I was like, "Mm, this one's not so good. (laughs) Obviously, what did I know? That one went on to become huge. I mean, I love saying the biggest song of the entire decade. Yeah, and some of his more serious songs, like sure. "Starting Over," is on that album, and Ten Thousand Hours." Um, and uh, but it it was just a remarkable experience, and one looking back, like I just think of how special that was to be able to hear that record and to be a, a witness and part of an artist as they're ascending on that creative arc. Right? They haven't yet become the most massive uh, artists in the world, like you know, like that record for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis dominated. In fact, it was, it, I think it was considered Billboard's album of the decade, the heist. And, um, uh, and talking about the two like sides of it, you have, we're going to play can't hold us and same love. And if you were in Washington state at that time, this song, um, same love was adapted as the anthem of support of legalizing same sex marriage. Uh, there was a referendum, a referendum 74. 74. I was on the air right, when we announced that it had finally passed. And What a moment. Um, and what song did we play? Same luck. If I was gay, I would think hip-hop hates me. 
Have you read the YouTube comments lately? Man, that's gay. Gets dropped on the daily. We become so numb to what we're saying. A culture founded from oppression. Yeah, we don't have acceptance for them. Call each other behind the keys of a message board. A word rooted in hate. Yet our genre still ignores it. Gay is synonymous with the lesser. It's the same hate that's caused wars from religion. Gender to skin color. The complexion of your pigment. The same fight that led people to walkouts and sit-ins. It's human rights for everybody. There is no difference. Live on and be yourself. All right, uh, Kevin, you, you knew this was going to be on my list. So I, when I yeah. think back on Martin Ryan Lewis, I think, I think of you. I think of, I played it a ton, and, but it's like, we, each DJ so sort of has like, like a band or something. where, And that's the beauty of being a DJ here, or in general. Well, I love the story behind the, the, what we're going to play next. Well, for me, this is, probably should be my song of the decade, because one day I came into the station, as I do, super early, 4.30 in the morning, just whatever. Just listening to music, Just listening whatever. to music, and all its Stacks forms. On your desk. Yeah, you're getting sent stuff in your, your, your inbox, you're getting, you know, streams and all this other downloads, and CDs still come to me to this day to check out. And I remember just thinking I was in a rut, and then I stopped listening to a lot of music for a few weeks, so I was just like, ah, you know, I just need a palate cleanser. Ah. So I sat down at my desk, I'm sitting there, and I have a stack, literally a stack, sitting next to me, like, 30 things I haven't gotten to. How did you pull this one? Well, it was on the top. <laughs> it was just strategically placed there. No I, filter. You just grab whatever. I just said, like, and I said out loud that day, I'm going to put this in, and if it's good, I'm going to play the hell out of it. If it's bad, I give up. I'm not going to play anything new for a while. I honestly had this attitude because I was just kind of burned out on on whatever. I don't know what's going on in my life. And uh, so it's probably a personal thing. So I, I sit down, just being dumb, you know, and I put this in, you know, and in my mind, I'm slamming it into the player. I probably wasn't. But anyway, I put it in. And I, you know, click to the song and I'm like, this ho hey song comes on and like, huh, you know, when it starts, you're like, oh, and then literally like, hey, like, and it comes out like, and I'm sitting there in my chair looking up at the ceiling and it's a demo. It's like a uh, CDR burn mother, you know, it's just like, I don't know what's going on, on like some weird Colorado band, like, uh, huh. And so I turn to my assistant who was sitting there at the time and I'm like, it, was that just because of what I said? Like, am I overthinking this? That is a goddamn hit. That thing is huge. Oh, my God. And has anyone heard it? And I'm like, no, that's good. I go, let's, let's listen to it again. I think I'm off. I, I think I'm tired. That can't be the song I grabbed. So we do it again. I'm like, God, I'm going to play it twice on the air. That's how good that thing is. So we get on the air, and I put it on, and I play it. I say, that was so good. You were not prepared for it. Either was I this morning. Let's play it again. So I played it a second time. And... uh Email, phones, blew up. You know how it goes. When yeah. something, but this was more than I had seen maybe ever. Isn't it cool when you fall in love with a song? Oh, God. And if you're a human being, I know DJs in most places aren't considered human beings, but you, you don't play again? a song once. You <laughs> hit the thing. You go back. You, you know, you, you keep geeking out on the song. And John Peel famously did that. Like, let's hear it again, you know? And... and I didn't know that at the time, yeah. but when I've gone back and listened to some of his broadcasts, he would do that. And but so, you're right. That's human nature. It's human like, nature. You, you, as a music lover, you hear something new that you love, and you might just hit it repeat for like uh, yeah. multiple so, times. But that's that's a rule in radio. You right. never do. And, the, you and broke. The, the band came back, you know, reached out to me because I did it all week. It was like a Tuesday, and we did it every day that week. And the band reached out a few days later, and they just said, we're getting all kinds of calls, and this is great. Thank you so much. And then when KXP starts playing something, other stations start playing it. And the next thing you know, this this became a big hit. I've been trying to do it right. I've been living a 
lonely life I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me family All the blood that I will bleed I don't know where I belong I don't know where I went wrong But I can write a song I belong with you You belong with me in my sweet heart I belong with you You belong with me in my sweet That was actually the Lumineers. We actually, while that song was playing, we realized, did we even say who the band was at that? That story was... We didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's pro-DJing. Speaking of DJing as humans, that was the Lumineers with Ho Hey from their self-titled 2012 record, The Lumineers. But I'm guessing a majority of you out there, you've heard that song before. It's an undeniable song, as yeah. is the next song. Uh, this is one of your picks as well, Japan Droids. Celebration Rock, uh, the album that came out in 2012 from uh, the Vancouver, BC duo. It's it is it is such a it, this is such a quality record. It never gets old. And I'll be honest, this is a song I told my oldest son. He had been going through some bullying and stuff, and I I don't know if it was that year, probably not, maybe a few years later. But this song and the lyrics, I'm like, listen to what they're saying in this song, like. Just listen to the lyrics. And this is a song that um, has become an anthem of sorts on the morning show over the years. It's Japan Droids, a house that haven't built one of the best songs of the 2010s.
All right, our next one is uh, uh, something that our friend Cheryl picked out. And she said, Courtney Barnett's History Eraser. God, good song. Good pick, Cheryl. Said it was the first album I'd heard, the double EP, uh, I heard by Courtney, and I was hooked forevermore. She is a wonderful and visceral storyteller. I love her songwriting and guitar playing. I got drunk and fell asleep atop the sheets, but luckily I left the heater on. Yeah. 
And in the taxi home, I'll sing you a triplet song That's Courtney Barnett, History Eraser, picked out by our friend Cheryl, one of the best 2013. I do agree. And this one, Foles. Oh my God, Kevin, I learned over the 2010s that I played Foles more than any other band. Did that surprise you? I had no idea. And and I think about it now, though. Every record they put out was awesome. They put out a lot of records. And had deep songs. You could go deep, deep, deep into them. And so as it a didn't D- seem like yeah, a lot. As a DJ, I'm like, this is easy. Like These songs go with everything. So here's a little bit of Bad Habit from the Holy Fire album, one of like 15 records we played in the 2010s. That was Foles, a little quick, a little bit of Foles there. And my friend Cheryl has picked out another one. And she has picked out one of my favorite Friday songs as well. We played a lot on Fridays. And uh, this to me, um, this never gets old. Empire of the Sun. Oh my gosh. Her second album. It came out June of 2013. It's one of those uh, life affirming songs. Oh my God. You cannot lose it. This. You ever play Pearl Jams Alive after it? No. Oh, so good. A little bit of a lie from Empire of the Sun. And Kevin, tell me about this next group. I, My love of this duo grew every year more and more and more to the point where their last record, it is one of the most incredible records, I think, of the decade. But this one you're talking about comes from who? Odessa, local band, but they kind of bypassed Seattle in a weird way. They became huge without uh, having played a lot here in Seattle. Uh, which I think is really remarkable. They just did it on uh, the strength of the music and getting that music out there online. They're fantastic live. And for uh, an electronic duo with a lot of guests, because I think the in-studio, the last in-studio they did had like 15 people. That's why it took us about 10 years <laughs> to get them in the studio. They yeah. wanted to get it right. That was They just wanted to make sure if they're going to play KXP, they get it right. And boy, did they get it right. And when they perform, it's a spectacle. You, you know, they've played The Gorge, and it's like a huge, huge production, and it's beautiful. It's Odessa. The song here is All We Need. This is not a to expose your Trying to see you. 
That was a little bit of all we need from Odessa from uh, 2014. And Cheryl gave us another song. And uh, well, here's a ba- I love this band. You love this band. But again, I think of Cheryl when I think of this band, The War on Drugs.
set of music that uh, Cheryl picked out for her best of the decade. These are all artists that uh, we associate with Cheryl. Ty Siegel <laughs> there, The Hand from Manipulator. First, first session, I have to say, at KEXP <laughs> oh. in the new home was one of the weirdest sessions we've ever had. Ty Siegel... It was totally weird. Go look. Go yeah, I got to. I got to say something about that because you know there was a lot of concern as we were building the new home. Like, would KXP change? And you know they're building this big <laughs> fancy place. I, okay, yeah. And and the first live right. session was this totally surreal, effed up <laughs> performance art piece from Ty Siegel. And I remember one of the first comments that came across uh, as we were live streaming. It was, "Were you worried about KC, KXP uh, changing at all?" Nothing to worry about. <laughs> this is the most nothing to up see here, man. <laughs> There's a man in a baby mask saying to Cheryl, "Mommy, mommy." No, it, that's a thing. Go watch it. It was so good. Right before that, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard Cellophane is a song. It's from "I'm in Your Mind." Fuzz and another uh, one of uh, Cheryl's favorites, as is uh, the War on Drugs, who started that set. An Ocean in Between the Waves was a song from their fantastic album, one of KXP listeners' faves of all time, Lost in the Dream. Yeah, and that King Gizzard, definitely with Cheryl and all the sessions they've had. Some of our most popular, mommy. and they released 15 studio albums this decade. Seriously, it was calling Cheryl's mommy. Um, okay, uh, this next one, um, again, this one goes on my show. And, I gotta thank uh, you for this one, too, because man, you championed this record. It was your album of the year that year. It was, yeah. And uh, I would hear you play it. Like, that really, I was like, man, I so respect John's taste. I'm gonna just sit and listen to this album and took it home, and wow, what a great experience. It's I, heavy. I feel like... Uh, I know a lot of people know who Strand of Oaks are, but as an artist, I just, Tim Showalter is amazing. I think everyone should know his music, his lyrics, his message. And he was very honest about his depression um, over the last record. Yeah. And hearing this record, it makes sense. And Tim and I had become friends over the years. And I shared, you know, I've had uh, my struggles with depression and, and we have uh, kind of bonded over that, you know, and we bonded before that just because I remember him, you know, he's got this super long hair and this long beard and we finished this session, and I love him. I just, it was so emotional and great. And he People walks, need to go check out that yeah, session. Yeah, it's an amazing session. And I was, he did not know this, but I was having a very hard time at that t- session. I was having a very difficult time, and I was really having trouble. And it was just that time period. And I remember being in that session thinking, this sucks, man. One of my favorite bands is in. And he comes in and plays. I turned everything around. And then I learned later from talking to him and his a very public struggle with depression that uh, he got it. And so when I hear Shut In from the Heal album, there's a reason this kind of became my anthem of the year 2014 and even now is an anthem I hope more people uh, can go to. No coincidence, it's called Heal.
That's Strand of Oaks here on the best of the decade and kind of a message here as well from 2014, another song that's an anthem for many. Here's a little bit of one of my favorites, probably one of my top 10 songs ever made. It's Trouble from TV on the radio. Oh, here comes trouble. These people talk too much. Need to shut them up. Yeah, I'd rather be alone. TV on the radio, Trouble is a track as we are uh, playing the best of the decade, the 2010s. And uh, now moving on to 2015, Kendrick Lamar is the artist, Pimp a Butterfly, an amazing record. It was uh, Kendrick's third full-length album, an album that tackles hatred and racism and hypocrisy. And uh, Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC claimed that radios were too afraid to play Kendrick Lamar because he speaks the truth. Well, not KXP. And this is the Black or the Berry. I'm the biggest hypocrite of 2015. Once I finish this, witnesses will convey just what I mean. Been feeling this way since I was 16. Came to my senses. You never liked this anyway. Your friendship, I meant it. I'm African American. I'm African. I'm black as the moon. Heritage of a small village. Part of my residence. Came from the bottom of mankind. My hair is nappy. My is big. My nose is round and wide. You hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture. You fucking evil. I want you to recognize that I'm a proud monkey. You vandalized my perception, but can't take down from it. And this is more than confession. I mean, I might press the button just so you know my discretion. I'm caught in my feelings, I know that you feel it. You sabotage my community, making a killing. You made me a killer, emancipation of a real. Kendrick Lamar, Trump to Pimp a Butterfly, one of the best of 2015, the song The Black or the Berry. Fiddler uh, put out this album in 2015. It's an anthem. It is an anthem. Do you notice most minor anthems? This is a Friday anthem. This is. And this is about the West Coast. Now, if you listen to this song, it he he struggled with alcoholism. So when you hear it, it's what he's talking about. He isn't like glorifying drinking, really. Um, you just have to hear the song. And this one is such an anthem for the West Coast. Of course, it's the best coast.
Fitlar West Coast here on the Music That Matters podcast. We did some editing there because I said Fiddler. What a uh, dummy. Why would I say it? I've never said that once in my life. Dude, man, you've been here 10 hours. It's been long. I've been here all you day. You got up at 3 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Fiddler! <laughs> <laughs> that's an anthem. This next song was an anthem for, oh uh, for KXP oh, listeners, yeah. all of us, man. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest, thank you for your service. What an amazing album. Uh, and uh, this song here, We the People. We don't believe you, because we the people are still here in the rear, yo. We don't need you. You ain't killing off good young, young moves. When we get hungry, we eat the same food, the ramen noodle. This simple voodoo is so maniacal, reliable to pull the juju. The irony is that this bad in my lap. She don't tell me she make money, she don't study that. She gon' give it to me, ain't gon' tell me nothing back. She gon' take the brain away the place she spit on that. We the people from Tribe Call Quest. A little bit of that. Listen to the whole thing, man. That is, uh, I think, one of the most timely songs. Uh, Incredible record. Sadly, Fife Dog passed away. Yeah, in 2016, a year of uh, much change here in the country, and it was nice to hear Tribe Call Quest respond to it. Now, our next one, Kev, we go back to Iceland. It's about time. We do uh, another new artist that kind of came out of nowhere. The uh, creative well there just doesn't run dry. Unius Mavant is the artist. The song is Color Decay, and I don't know, man, when I heard the song... I hadn't heard anything quite like it. It was his very first song, and to me it was a combination of Bon Iver meets uh, Lee Hazelwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just a, a remarkable song called Color Decay.
Azenius Mavant with Color Decay, and we have another entry from Cheryl from 2016. Uh, she championed this band early and often, and she should have. They became local, uh, moving here from Atlanta, right? I think it was Atlanta. Uh, Car Seat Headrest, Teens of Denial. That one was a huge record, still is for us. Just yet another talented songwriter who lives right here in Seattle. And the song that Cheryl went with, Vincent. Half the time I want to go. Carsey, dead rest, and uh, coming up next from 2016, uh, fun fact, Kev, do you know what kind of records Michael Kiwanuka makes? Uh, really great ones? Close. Perfect records. That's the, <laughs> the, y'all take your answer. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, he doesn't, I mean, he just- You're right. You know what I said the other day on the <laughs> air? Not Maybe not on the air, maybe off the air. I was playing his new record, his self-titled one. I was like, why are his songs so much better than everyone else's songs? <laughs> and I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know what, uh, they There's just certain artists are. like that. Oh my God. And when Love and Hate came out in 2016, this was my album of the year. Um, it was nominated for the Mercury Prize in 2017. Um, and I played uh, the hell out of it. I still do. And um, there's an HBO show, Big Little Lies, that actually opens up with this Kiwanuka song. Cool. And um, it, it, it is the perfect song for that show. It's the perfect song for us to play. And clearly, I am a uh, groupie for Michael Kiwanuka. This is the title track, a little bit of Love and Hate. Standing now, calling all the people here to see the show. Calling for my demons now to let go. I need something, give me something wonderful. That's a little bit of love and hate from Michael Kiwanuka. Go get that record. 2016, we're, we're closing 2016 here and have to acknowledge that it was one of those uh, really heavy years as well uh, when you think about it. Bowie passed away, Prince, and at the end of the year, uh, Leonard Cohen, Sharon Jones, George Michael in the span of a couple of weeks. It was, it was intense. It was heavy. Yeah, people... Um it really affected people and people sometimes struggle with grief when it's someone they didn't know, yeah. it's someone they listened to. And when you name those names, they had massive impact on people, on us. And, um, they truly felt the loss in a year that was hard for a lot of people. Well, um, it was, I don't remember a year like that. Uh, I don't remember a year like that. I remember after Bowie passing away, how intense that was. Cause we did the birthday party or the birthday intergalactic Bowie day. We were celebrating his 69th and playing black star, which is one of the best albums of that year as well. And, uh, it was remarkable. Like it basically turned into a three day tribute. And, uh, I remember a couple of weeks later sort of thinking, you know, we we, we kind of got to be prepared for these things. And in my mind, being a pr- big Prince fan, I thought, like, what am I going to do when Prince dies? And I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about that. You know, that won't happen for a decade or two. 
and like three months later, you know, get the news of Prince passing away. Yeah, I felt the same with uh, with Prince and with Leonard Cohen. I'm such a fan, and I thought, well, he seems to be going strong, yeah. and uh, that happened next. All right, so we are looking at the decade in review, the 2010s, and uh, moving on to 2017. This was one of my favorites, uh, and this was one of those albums that just grew on me. Uh, it's always antisocialites, and it's like, you know, at first it's like, man, these are great songs, you know, pretty great songs, and then it's like... Holy shit, this album is amazing. Uh, and this song in particular was one of the ones that just blew my mind. Plimsoll Punks.
Here's another great one from 2017 that our good friend Cheryl decided was one of the best of the decade. Can't argue this. In fact, we were all in London and saw Ghost Poet perform live. I was a fan of Ghost Poet, but once I saw him on stage and deliver these songs, incredible artist. And this one, very timely. It's called Immigrant Boogie, a song and a record that Cheryl said she cannot stop listening to and calls it deeply captivating. We want to hit 2018 because uh, 2018 was the year of idols. Um, We needed idols. We needed idols. idols. We needed joy as an act of resistance. And Kevin and I, in particular, were big, big champions of this band. And I don't even know where to begin. KEXP is now known (laughs) as an idols station almost. Nobody played them more. No one championed them more. And we got to know those guys. And it turns out... I love those guys. Joe and company are some of the nicest dudes. Their attitude, their vision of a world where joy is an act of resistance, their care and loving of other people coming out of some darkness for them, coming out of some 
um, addictions and other things in their lives. They really found a place together as a band, and it shows on this record, which I think is is one of the best records uh, I've heard rock records made. Yeah, they've taken uh, that darkness and those personal flaws and uh, been very open and embraced those, and that's something we can all connect with and relate to. And uh, I also love them because, you know, they're not embarrassed about still thinking that they can have a positive impact in the world. Idols here on our Music That Matters podcast, Best of the Decade. And when they performed in London with us recently, that, that, was, nuts. that was one of the best performances I've seen of the decade. 
Oh, that's television, by the way. Did we even mention it was television? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> in the live version, he says, stay in and listen to KEXP. Yeah. I was like, oh! Go smash your TV, stay in and listen, listen to, to KEXP. I'm like, my God, man, I couldn't love you enough. So if you get a chance, check out the... The session on my show was awesome, and the one in our gallery space was awesome. But if you get also a chance to check out the one in London... It, it's they, nuts. We captured a moment there on International Clash Day with idols playing. Um, it was nice. Another one of those songs of the year that... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah just a really kind of encapsulated themes that needed to be heard was uh, This is America from Childish Gambino. Best video of the year as well. This is America Don't catch you slipping now Don't catch you slipping now Look what I'm whipping now This is America Don't catch you slipping now Don't catch you slipping now Look what I'm whipping now This is America Don't catch you slipping now Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. My area. I got the strap. All right, that was Childish Gambino. A little bit of This Is America. Go see that video if you've not seen it. It is so powerful, especially the first time you see it. Um, it is it is incredible. All right, here's a here's a band who toured with idols. And another band we pick, we just started picking up on really early. I managed to get this band over here. Yeah, I got to ask you about that. So uh, Fontaine's DC is the band, and uh, somehow you invited them yeah. over. They only had a single, right? And yeah. How did that even happen? Yeah, the, like, the, were you just emailing them or what? Yes. Yeah, I said, <laughs> if you like, can, come on over. Yeah, like, if you can find like, your okay. way to America, I'll find you a show. But they couldn't, like, really announce a show or anything because they wanted a session, but we wanted a show... Um, yeah, if they're going to come all the way from yeah, let's uh, find Dublin. A, yeah, let's find a place for them. So it's kind of last minute. And um, uh, the Dubliner uh, down in Ballard. Um, Irish guy heard there's an Irish band in need. He's like, whatever. Some Irish listeners band. reached out. Because I said, hey, I'm trying to find a club. Because it's last minute. And they booked them. Um, and like, I don't know how many people that holds. Like 50, I don't know, 75 went down there and saw a band that ended up being one of the biggest bands of the last couple of years. And they toured with Idols and Fontaine's DC is their name. Dublin City. That's what the DC is. Dublin in the rain is mine. A pregnant city with a Catholic mind. Starts those sheets for the birdhouse jail. Our mescaline when the past is stale. Pale. Dublin in the rain is mine. A pregnant city with a Catholic mind. Slick little boy with a mind of rich. Pulling that thread for the next big fix. This. My childhood was small. My childhood was small. But I'm gonna be big But I'm gonna be big My childhood was small My childhood was small But I'm gonna be big But I'm gonna be big But I'm gonna be big Well, Dublin in the rain is mine A pregnant city with a Catholic mind Stamps those sheets for the birdhouse jail All 
right, Kevin, got one more. Fun fact, too. We are rushing because Kevin's going to be live on the air in a matter of minutes. So I'm near the end of my day, and he's trying to get on the air. So we're going to end it with this one. Kevin, this was our this is our 2019 listener um, album of the year. Number one album of the year. Probably song of the year. And as we're talking about uh, decade, I, I just want to mention that on New Year's, uh, uh, Lizzo sent out a tweet. And she said, 2009 was the year my daddy died. 2009 was the year I lived in my car and cried myself to sleep on Thanksgiving. 2019 is the year my album and song went number one. 2019 is the year I told my mama I could buy her a house. Anything can happen in a decade. (laughs) 